Hi, ladies. Welcome to our podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing the damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. Today, we are joined by a special guest, rapper, choreographer, and businesswoman, Sherea J. Some of you may know Sherea from her appearance on The Four Battle for Stardom, where she attained the title for longest seat holder and runner-up of season two, all while battling stage two breast cancer. From her hit singles, Banji and Smash Up the Place, and her brand ambassador work for Alexander Wang's Tea by Alexander Wang campaign, Shreya has proven to be a woman of many talents. Shreya has, has continued to push creative boundaries and step into her role as a true businesswoman by starting her very own company, Banji Entertainment and an ode to the self-created acronym, Be Authentic and Never Jeopardize Their Individuality. So thank you for coming on today. Uh, you know, we just want to start off by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and your background and how you got into the entertainment industry. Sure, sure. So thank you for having me, ladies. Um, <laughs> I am, yeah, I've been in the music business since I was a little girl. I always say because <laughs> I say music chose me because my father was in a 90s hip-hop group. Um, called Double X Posse, and they had this record back in the day. I'm not gonna be able to do it. Can you do it? Right? So, <laughs> since I was a little girl, it was Cypher Studio, and that was my first introduction into the music game. And I immediately knew, like, I caught the bug very soon, you know what I mean? And, um, mm -hmm. but I also loved dance and choreography. And oddly enough, that was the first, that was like my first breakthrough into the industry as a dancer and a choreographer. So I did work with a lot of different artists um, before I really stepped to the forefront um, and, you know, took on my own artist career. I uh, also always been writing for years uh, since I was a little girl as well. But over time, I got a great opportunity to um, run into some amazing mentors who helped me become a better artist, a better musician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and for the most part, I've just been trying my best to push the limits of creativity, staying authentic to myself in the process. And um, it's just been working out for me. <laughs> yeah, Lovely. I love it that you mentioned the authenticity. Um, we love what, you know, Banji stands for. How did you, you, how did you come up with that acronym? And what does that mean okay. to you? So this is very, this is actually a very special topic to me because uh, Banji, yes, is an acronym for Be Authentic, Never Jeopardize Your Individuality. And it really came about because I was having, early on in my career, um, when I started having like meetings with record executives and everything, um, shopping my project and my brand, um, I met with some record executives and after I played my record, did freestyles for them the whole thing it was like yo we love you we love your sound we love your creativity um we think you have superstar quality but they were like but the only things we need you to change is um you know and at that time i always been a person who really think out the box with fashion too because i love fashion and it's yeah. creativity and so i'm obsessed with the 90s i was a little girl coming up in the 90s so um right. i used to rock a blue gumby you know what i mean like to the side and i and i love you know the baggy clothes tlc Aaliyah. like i looked up to those girls mm -hmm. and so um so that was kind of like my style at that time and yeah, they came to me and said, yeah, we want to give you a deal. Only thing is you got to get a weave because no female rappers are wearing their hair short and um, like that. And um, and then you also got to sex it up a bit, show a little bit more skin and, yeah. you know, to be able to compete with the girls out here. So long story short, that was a deal that I declined mm. um, because I kind of felt like, 
you know, as an introduction to the music business, like I just didn't want to already be compromising who I am right out the gate. And I right. felt like, well, if you thought I had great records and star quality and all that, then those are the things that should hold priority over, you know, anything else. And um, I declined that deal, but at the same time, that was like put a battery in my back to create the Banji movement and just know that that would be the foundation I would base my career off of just being authentic, not being afraid to be yourself, being unapologetic about it. And, you know, practicing individuality because we got enough people out here following. <laughs> oh yeah, and we, we already have enough sex in the industry, right? Come on, right. Exactly. On. So just delving a little <laughs> bit deeper into that, um, you know, how often do you think it happens that women come into the industry and, you know, they want to express and explore their own creativity without the, you know, super sexed up image, but they are told to transition into that image because that's what sells. And, you know, how much, how often do you think that people have to kind of it's more so like losing a little bit of your integrity and like who you are. Um, and how often and how hard do you think it is for women to kind of, you know, fight against that in the industry? Yeah, I believe that happens very often. Um, most of the time, I feel like it's a rarity for a woman to be able to come and write her own story and say, no, this is who I am. You know what I mean? So I yeah. really advocate for those women that can stick to it. I'm a person who believes like, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. So yeah. if I'm right out the gate already changing, okay, how do I change? You know, it's one thing to take advice and to try to, um, you know, because coming into as a new artist, you want to take advice from people who have um, experience right. in the business, but you also got to be able to have that discernment when, and hey, this is, this is like, this is not advice. This is something else. And I do mm -hmm. think right. that we as women do deal with that very, very often. And, you know, I wanted to be, a person who really embraced that and and stood on the you know on the uh, on the ideal that no it's okay you don't have to let's be accepted for our talent our actual talent and not have to you know sell sex or you know promote things that we aren't comfortable with just to get a record deal yeah just to get ahead yeah. <laughs> right and it's sad but that happens in every industry honestly for women like that's something that you know we all go through from the women in corporate America to what they're, you know, expected to wear and how they dress. You know, I remember once I was in a situation in the office where, you know, we had a, a woman who she always wore pants instead of a dress or a skirt, which is nothing wrong with that. And people always right. had something to say, oh, does that equate to what her sexuality was? And I'm just like, right. that literally has nothing to do with who this woman is, what her role is here, you know, that's you know it's just it's very interesting is like the conversation um about how in terms of presentation women have to be in order to fit into a mold whereas men that same criteria just typically does not exist <laughs> come on right exactly it seems like it does not apply in that in mm -hmm. that side but um yeah and then we get a bad rap too if we can if we want to stand up for us so god forbid we want to stand up for ourselves oh, right. now, that's, that's a, a whole nother thing, thing. <laughs> you know <laughs> let's not talk about that <laughs> yeah right, that's so so you know that inspired you to to start Banji, you know your own experience and so you know from a creative artist standpoint and then starting your own company what was the process of starting it Ooh, uh it's hard to be an entrepreneur i'm just gonna keep it 
like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. mm -hmm. um, you really got to be committed to it. You're going to have to put in a lot more work before you reap any benefits. And so I always say that you got be passionate about what, you, what you're working on. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be times when you might be the only person to believe in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And you got to have that passion that will equate into, um, you know, the, the, the drive to keep going, like getting up, yeah. working for yourself every single day, not getting paid for it. But at the same time, yeah. paying out a lot of money to keep it afloat. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so the life of an entrepreneur and just creating something from scratch and getting people to like buy into it and understand like that's a journey. But because I was so passionate about trying to get that message out and also just uh, passionate about uh, women, you know, being a woman and setting my own rules and trying to do the things that I see men do every single day. Yeah. yeah. How, um, and how was it getting people on board or how long until you were, you know, able to kind of get more people on board to your vision? Cause it's one thing to stand up for yourself and create your own, but then it's another thing to get people to then back you and support you. Yeah. So mine has been, my journey has been a hundred percent grassroots. Like I've never been signed to a major since the day I started. Okay. So my whole grind has been independent. And, um, and what I try to do is I try to let uh, my art and who I am as a brand kind of speak for itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm, I just always been a person really engulfed in my creativity, you know, like my product, making sure that that's really a high level. And then you kind of in the same process of it, have to ask questions, get advice. And so it takes, yeah. it's a, it's a time, you know, right. and you really can't, put a limit on it. You know what I mean? Like if you ask me even till right now, I'm like, oh, I got a ways to go. You know what I mean? But some people mm -hmm. looking at my situation, like girl, but you come so far and that's true too. Uh, but it's just a piece by piece. And so what I kind of do is just stick in, try to keep giving the people great content, making sure that it's from a genuine place. It's from an authentic place. And, you know, hopefully because the Banji movement, you know, and Banji entertainment created from the Banji movement is truly just something that embraces all types of individuals. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I will hope that those people who feel like I'm different, I'm out the box, they don't understand me, you know, can feel comfortable, um, you know, being a part of something like the Banji movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I like how you talked about, you know, you being independent from the start and you know you I mean you you get to control your own your own brand really you have complete ownership over that um I I think it's unfortunate that a lot of creatives come into the industry and they don't understand that at the same time it's a business you know and that's actually the forefront of it you know your creativity at a certain point especially when you're signing all of these deals is no longer um, you know, top of mind for these executives. So, you know, for creatives getting into the business, um, you know, what would be your advice for them just trying to navigate that that side of it? You know, it can become very, uh, I don't know, it seems like there's a lot of drama involved sometimes. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, um, that's a tough thing uh, because I, because for me, I'm one of those people too. Well, I think we're in a blessed time, first of all, because it requires almost an artist, especially if you're independent, to know 
you to have your art, but to know your business. I know like back in the day, it was a little different because you guys signed your deal and everybody else did your business. And all you did was go in the studio and record <laughs> your records and you know, da, da, da. But nowadays, because the music business has changed so much, you damn they have to get popping and get your stuff and be in line with everything for a label to even look your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to do all mm -hmm. the work first. It never was like that before. Um, and and I'm not going to lie, like being independent is a, a harder grind. It is not for the week because, honey, it's going to be days. You got to play all those, put on all those hats. And um, and it is important because there's a lot of artists in the business now and then who don't know about the business that they're in. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't, we're on a lot of artists that I know don't know about royalties, don't know about their publishing, barely know, oh, you know, um, masters, the percentages, like, Oh, we, you know, have creatives get into business because they like to create, you know what I mean? And, um, and so it is a, it's a, it's a thing. I think it's mainly about balance. You know what I mean? Like feeling like, um, having the gusto to go out there and, and find the information because it's out there. This is the yeah. information age. So if you want to know something about anything, you go right to your laptop or your phone and you can figure it out and the information's there, but it's about balance knowing that you know, trying to keep your creativity still high level quality art mm -hmm. um, and still managing to balance like good business because I've seen a lot of great artists yeah. not make it really far just because they don't have the good business sense. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, I've struggled myself with it. I had to learn things. I know that it's taken me a little longer time because I had to learn things myself in the mix from personal experience. Yeah. But um, what I can appreciate about that is that, you know, I, I, I'm sure that I go through that so that one day I can inform another person on how maybe the better way that they can do it. You know what I mean? Right. That impact. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's the difference of, you know, something being just a hobby and then you wanting to make it like a career or, you know, a, a business is really understanding both facets. And I think anything creative, um, when you're transforming it into a business, it can be kind of hard to have to sit down and do all the, you know, boring work, <laughs> um, the researching and the strategy. Um, sometimes, you know, you just want to be creative. Um, and it can and, affect your creativity sometimes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and that's the thing, like a person like me and a lot of artists don't want, they still want the full hundred percent integrity of their creativity, but mm -hmm. that's hard when you got to, you know, put your time in all these different places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, speaking of that, um, you know, I'm always curious to learn how like the state of the world affects creatives, right? We, this year alone has been hell. <laughs> um, and I know myself, like when I'm stressed or just feeling down, I like to tap into like the creative aspect of our business. And I don't want to do yeah. all the boring housekeeping stuff. So what type of things do you do to like draw creative inspiration? Um, and then also like how have these past few months affected your creative process flow? Yeah. Um, I have, I have a lot of artist friends. I know a lot of my friends have been extremely, you know, like really hard hit by this. Um, yeah. Quarantine. Um, aside from just financially, a lot of us losing a bunch of gigs, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And not being able to right. figure out, uh, you know, in the ninth inning, we didn't know that these six months of gigs was about to be canceled. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. 
And yeah. so, um, but for me, I've really just taken the time in the quarantine to <clears throat> use it as a time for me to reconnect with myself, uh, stillness, like get back in touch, make sure I'm checking my eyes, I mean, dotting my eyes, crossing my T's, self-checking, are you good? Are you comfortable? I've seen a lot of my um, creative friends develop new gifts and find new creative creative thing, outlets for themselves during this time that they didn't even know, you know, that that was like inside of them. And yeah. I've also been doing some cool things, actually. Um, it forces you to be a little resourceful. Mm -hmm. So even with Zoom, I've been getting, um, I've been doing these um, Zoom after parties. And so they've been like booking me for parties on Zoom and I'm full out in my <laughs> home with the green screen, the uh, lights. I don't order so many things like during this quarantine. <laughs> I got lights, I got cameras, it's just full out. But so on Zoom, I hop in and everybody's partying, they're drinking their cocktails and then the host announced time for the um, performance, the after party performance. And then oh, I'll wow. just pop on and I've been doing these things and getting booked like that, which I didn't even, you know, you don't even know that's the thing until it happens. Yeah. And then, right. <laughs> and then I, um, virtual concerts I actually been doing too. I did one for music cares and for a uh, loot TV, which is, you know, that's been a cool thing for me. Um, but you know, just to release stress and kind of tap back into my creativity. I'm a big reader. I like to read. Um, and then I also do things like I'm really heavy into like meditations. I, you know, I try different audio uh, meditations and, you know, I kind of I like to stay connected in that sense. Um, but I do I have read a lot. I'm, I'm reading I'm reading I'm actually reading this right now. It's called Big Magic by um, what's in it? Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert. I think okay. she wrote E Pray Love, too. I think she wrote that that book mm -hmm. back in the day that came out. But and then I get inspired by, you know, other amazing, inspiring things that people are going through. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I love that. Quarantine has definitely, the downtime that it's provided, I, I think has been really nice for a lot of people, whether it's like yeah. tapping into self-care or finding a new craft or, you know. Yes. It's been nice to, to connect, I guess, with like yourself. Um, so, you know, just going back into... Um, just exploring your own personal creativity and, you know, being true to self. Um, like we were talking about earlier, you know, we live in a world that kind of dictates um, what's acceptable and, you know, who you should be, how you should be, what you should be doing, when you should be doing it. It's just so many things that we're, you know, we're held to um, in society. So, you know, how important do you think it is for women, especially, you know, especially to explore themselves their passion their own personal fulfillment outside of you know what the social norms are dictated for us extremely important it's the best thing we could do for ourselves even mm -hmm. to be the best versions of ourselves for all the other things that we got going on you know what yeah. i'm saying i definitely encourage women to do that explore i mean I'm, I'm doing that now you know i'm always doing that i feel like you know what i'm saying just in my process of evolving as a woman and as an artist, um, it's, it's, it's really important because we, we have, look, we so dope, like, <laughs> we are so dope that we, it's, it's something special to figure out in all the little, you know, nooks and crannies of yourself that, um, and, and become like the person who knows yourself the best. Cause you know how many people of us are here living existing and still don't know who we are you know what i mean yeah. and so yeah. i think that that's a, a extremely important thing for women to do because please we have the possibilities of the universe inside of us you know what Absolutely. i mean mm -hmm. yeah 
Absolutely. And it starts with believing that. Ooh, first and foremost, mm-hmm. that's the key right there. That's <laughs> a bar. That's a bar right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly believe that we're made to feel like we don't have all the possibilities of the universe. You know, because once, you know, a person realizes their power, then nobody can really hold them. So I feel that's like true. it's a strategic thing to make us. Oh, yeah. We're less than what we are you know oh, yeah. I always say that to you know whether my girlfriends are going through like certain relationship issues or you know just in the world you know people telling them certain things I'm always like you know people would never attack you if they didn't consider you a threat come right? on yeah yeah yep. so you I always have you. to realize that you have a certain amount of power when you know there are people who are trying to make you feel a way about yourself so yeah definitely <laughs> agreed I agree 100 percent um you know going back into a little bit more of your career um you know you become quite the protege of Missy Elliott which yeah. is so dope <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit more about how you were able to form that relationship and you know kind of how that's had a lasting impact on your career yeah, um, so I said I, I had my breakthrough in the game as a dancer and choreographer. So we kind of had a couple mutual friends, and I didn't I didn't really know um, initially. It was the funny story. The first time I met her, my homegirl invited me to a dinner party with her. Yeah, cause sis, you want to come out? Sit down. I'm like, yeah, let's let's pull up. I'm coming. We go. I had no idea that it was Missy's dinner party. You know what I'm saying? And we pull up there. I'm like, oh, okay, we just so then we get in. Of course, it's music, it's all the stuff. So as dancers, we always get in a circle. We form a circle. We in a mix, everything. And after <laughs> I got in a circle, <clears throat> she had came up to me like, yo, like, uh, you're an artist. And at the time, I was actually transitioning into artists. Like, um, I had, I was like at the top of my the dance game, and I did so many award shows, toured. But, you know, your heart knows when you got to kind of evolve and move on. And so... I had to have like a conversation with my um with my agents and I was like, you know, I think I gotta just it's time for me to move on and step into my artist, you know, zone. I really wanna hone into that and blah blah. They was not feeling it. Cause they was like, sis, <laughs> you working, like you getting coins, like what's the price of money? I'm like, nah, it's not that. It's just that my heart is calling is moving somewhere else. And yeah. so she came up to me and she was basically like, Yo, you got are you an artist? So I kinda explained the tea to her. I'm like, No, not officially, but I am in the mix trying to you know, work on my artistry. And she was just like, you are a superstar. And if you give me the opportunity to let me show you the ropes, like, you know what I mean? Get under my wing and, I, and I'll, you know, and I'll show you the ropes of this thing. And of course, if I'm going into music, like it would just, it's just somebody like Missy, like she's like one, a musical genius, especially for female MCs, you know? Right. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah. No brainer. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, so then I got with her. And initially, right away, she told me, like, it's not going to be a cakewalk. She's one of those. She's, she's a, a hard worker. She pushes people um, to work hard, especially if she sees that type of potential in you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I believe that people need people like that in their lives because sometimes people see things in you you don't see in yourself. Um, yep. And she was really good at pulling things out of me to make me a better artist and a better, you know, and, and, and I would just say a better person in general, you know what I mean? Cause as I'm growing, I'm knowing and all those things. And so she, um, yeah, just definitely 
gave me massive jewels about the industry. And a lot of them wasn't always vocal. You know what I mean? Being around and being in the right. mix and watching how she worked and watching how she handled that, you pick up a lot of those little gems in that process because, you know, you're being a student, you're just absorbing, being yeah. in a room, if she in the room with Timberland and you, you know, you peeping at and so all that stuff right. I'm just taking and downloading, you know, and um, and then we worked for a long time, just really building. Then when I finally was like, okay, I think <laughs> it's time. You know what I mean? She felt like, all right, let's get it. And what I did appreciate about Missy though was she never wanted me to be like, um, and, and neither did I, but Missy's protege forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She felt like right. you have to, in this game, you guys stand out, you got to go and be Sharia J who the artist is you know what I mean and um mm -hmm. and I respected that I understood that and um we worked for a really long time we released a couple records together but then and I knew I was just growing a little bit I kind of you know I sat down had a conversation with her and she was it was all good like it wasn't even no bad blood or nothing but I knew I had to kind of move on you know what I mean yeah mm -hmm. um and so I walked away we you know we walked away a hundred percent clean clear like good vibes I learned so much and then I was just like off you know on my own journey and I know that it's helped me to this day um <clears throat> in so many ways just because I really picked up a lot of a lot of good things and wisdom too in the process yeah, yeah. I love that I love I just love seeing women you know come together um and you know just helping each other elevate and it doesn't have to be a forever thing um because like you said you walked away with so much from it and i'm sure yes. you know, she did too so um seasons and reasons yeah for sure exactly 100 percent. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um so you know i know that um you had revealed that you were battling stage two breast cancer um and yeah. honestly women in general like just our strength it never ceases to amaze me um you know my mom went through the same thing so I'm very very familiar with that um yes. you know what what gave you the drive to continue because you know we heard that you were still doing your performances and um while you were going through your own personal battles you know what drove you to continue to stick to your passion um well, one, I'll say that my diagnosis completely left field. Like, it was the last thing I was thinking about. You know what I mean? I was really yeah. young when I was diagnosed. I wasn't even old enough to get a, uh, to, to have, like, a scheduled mammogram yet. I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, I hadn't even reached that age. And I was on tour, actually, when I just was in the shower randomly, checked, you know, and I found a lump in my right breast. So <clears throat> I, I called my mom, and I was like, Ma, look, this is what's going on. She was just yeah. pretty much like, don't trip about it yet. Wait till you get off tour we'll come home and then we'll go to the doctor get it checked out so mm -hmm. boom I did all that I went to the doctor and um I got a call back and she asked me to come in I already knew something was up because I was like child the doctor don't ask you to come in unless yeah. something is up you know yeah. and so I went and she did tell me that um she, I need to get a biopsy you know she she was concerned and um I did and it came back malignant and it really like I said it kind of took me left field because I also was that girl who I always work out I eat right I was vegan five right. years vegetarian three when it was when everything new came on the shelf I'm like y'all heard of black seed oil y'all heard of turmeric <laughs> like I'm you know so I thought I was like up to speed locked in you know what I mean mm -hmm. and so um but what <clears throat> 
what my journey had taught me about uh, cancer was that it's not just a physical, a physical ailment. Like if you have other levels of you emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually out of whack, that too can cause dis-ease in your body, which then can translate into disease. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so then I got that call. And then initially I went on a whole list. I was told my doctors, okay, look, I'm going to try to shrink this tumor myself. I went, I did juicing, raw diet. I was taking all these supplements, but I couldn't get it to shrink fast enough. And after I got the biopsy, for whatever reason, it started to grow. And um, the doctor kind of made a deal with me. Okay, boom, I'll give you three months three months and if you can make it shrink or you can have some results in three months then maybe you'll try out what i'm saying which was then chemo you know like 10 rounds of chemo yeah. possibly radiation possibly surgery all these things so um in the process of that i had my first chemo session and initially after my first session i started losing my hair like i thought it would be like a couple sessions in but after my first session i went to go like put my hand like that and the clump of my hair came out and so i just like let's hit it we go to the salon just do it bald already before I, you know, I'm ready. Just let's get it. So I did. And at the same time, right after my first session, that's when I got the call for the four, the show, the four. And um, I was living in Atlanta at the time, but the show was shooting in LA. And I remember my, uh, my mom saying, you know, cause I wasn't a big fan of reality TV. Like I had been asked to be on some other reality TV shows before, but I just, it just never was something that like spoke to my spirit yeah. um, for me. And, but I was a little, at this point, I was like a little bit more open-minded because yeah. I was just vulnerable and just dealing with so much. So I was like open. And then what I liked about the four is it wasn't like really focused on like your private life. It was more talent-based, like a talent show, right. um, a show where we focus on your talents and your gifts. So I flew to LA. I had the meeting with them. 45 minutes after I left, they called me and said, yo, we would love to offer you the seat representing <laughs> hip hop on the show. And, um, I took it, I accepted it. Then the producers started building your story. Like they take two weeks, they build your story, they go in the past talking to people you know. And so I remember the producer called me on the phone. He's like, Sheree, we have a great story. We're about to wrap it up. Um, is there anything else you want to add to your story? Like anything? And I thought about it and I said, mm, you know what? It is this one little thing that might be something, an issue, you know? And they were like, okay, shoot. So that I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm battling stage two breast cancer right now. And if I accept to be on this show, then I would be going through all my chemos while on the show competing. <clears throat> and they were kind of just, they was all blown away. They had no idea. They too thought that that was just a fashion choice. I was just rocking my head bald. Like they didn't have <laughs> yeah. no clue. Right. And so, uh, but what I appreciated about the four was they was pretty much like, okay, look, if this is a story you want us to add to it, or if you don't mind, cool. But if you don't want this to be a part of your story, it won't be. And, you know, and I appreciated that because a lot of time mm -hmm. with like reality TV, they like to push the, push the narratives. Where's the storyline? You know, they make yeah. it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, but the, the decision that I had made was that if I was going to go on the show, I was going to walk in my truth and I was going to be transparent. And just because I didn't have any reason to be, you know, hiding what I was going through. Yeah. And, um, and so then I went on the journey. They talked, my doctors talked to the, um, to the people in LA. We kind of cleared everything up. Like I had to take tests to make sure I was just like fit enough to kind of 
you know, go through, but then they was mm -hmm. keeping tabs on me too. And initially I started my chemo in Atlanta and I would be flying back to Atlanta, having chemo, flying back out that night, getting back to LA, and then the next day hopping on the stage and battling whatever challenger I had, you know? Wow. And for people who don't understand chemo or know about it too much, um, it has a wear and tear on your body. You know, your muscle, your extreme fatigue, nausea, you could barely eat, your muscles are extremely sore. I also had neuropathy in my hands and my feet. In the show, I also ended up, <clears throat> a type of chemo that I was taking was um, really bad on my vocal cords. And so I ended up rupturing two, two of my vocal cords on the show. Um, but every night and every moment, I just kept my relationship with God so strong because I just knew that I had to transcend what I was going through to kind of make it through there and search for mm -hmm. something outside of my, you know what I mean? Um, just yeah. a higher power to kind of help me in this process. And mm -hmm. I was very grateful because the creator was right there. Then the more that I hit that stage and the people started to see my story, the amount of support that was pouring in just from the world was just something I did not expect. And I ended up being extremely grateful for the four because I felt like it was a gift that the creator sent me because, honey, I was so focused on what outfit I'm about to wear, what's my, my song <laughs> this week, how am I going to turn it when I get to the stage, that it really gave me no time to like hone in. I, I dealt with the cancer when I had to, but I didn't dwell on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a big um, believer in you know, where attention goes, energy flows. And so I didn't, you know, so I believe that part of me just not letting it take over my mind um, really helped me overcome it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's crazy. I'm like on flights, <laughs> performing, like. It was so this, full out. <laughs> the strain. Yeah, the strain. They didn't let it stop you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, to your, to your point about not dwelling on, you know, the things that we're going through, um, yeah. helping us get through it. A lot of people say that whether, you know, it's health or, you know, just circumstances. Um, usually when people figure out ways to, you know, devote their energy, um, or like you said, transcend whatever they're going through, they come out of it and it's like, Oh, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. I made it out. <laughs> so, yes. Queen behavior. Yeah, come on. What one piece of advice would you give to young women who are looking to embrace more of their authentic selves? Oh, um, you got to be fearless, I think. Um, fear... Well, well, clearly I like acronyms because I was going to say fear to me is false evidence appearing real. Yes. And sometimes you have to just learn because fear will stop you from accomplishing a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. fear of what somebody think about you, fear of, you know, just all, all these different things. And, and it was a couple things. It took me a while to become a hundred percent fearless. You know what I mean? Just in my journey. And I think that when you're in that space, then things work out better for you. You know what I mean? Just because you, you're not allowing something else to predict your destiny or defer, you know what I'm saying? Where you're supposed right. to be headed in this game. And um, 
I'm one of the people, like, I'm not afraid of, of failing. And I hate to even use that word, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm not, a, but I, I will try to see. I will try something out. And a lot mm -hmm. of times people, um, because of fear, somebody else's fear, you won't att attempt to do something or you won't be yourself authentically or you might not, you know what I mean? Because you fear of what people say, you might not want to walk in your truth or walk in your reality. Yeah. And so um, I would just say, be fearless about whatever you have. And um, okay, I'll say two more things. Believe in yourself and never give up because <laughs> you just never know when your time is coming. Everybody's journey is different. You could give up on a dream that you have for the, your whole entire life the day before it manifests. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know what I mean? So I always say stick in and never give up, especially if it's something special to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And so looking forward, what impact do you hope to leave on this world via like your company and your music and just your, you know, your creative passions? You know, I think, I think I've always done what I do for, for um to inspire people you know what i mean i didn't always know yeah. that that's what it was for you know um right because a lot of times i just follow my heart or my intuition my career has been a bunch of intuition discernment <laughs> you know like listening yeah. taking stuff that i've learned um you know making right decisions and wrong decisions but still you know coming out being like okay i learned from that mm -hmm. and so um I just hope that people can see, you know, will look at my legacy one day and say, damn, like that was her. And, and, and I, w and I was here to inspire somebody and not because I want the recognition for being inspired, but because somebody did it for me over and mm -hmm. over again. And, um, and I almost in a sense feel like that's what art and creativity is supposed to do anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Who, yeah. speaking of inspiration, who would be some people that you say, like, have inspired you the most so far? Ooh, I got a whole lot, but <laughs> I will say, uh, I love, you know, I love Lauren Hill. She's, um, to this day, you know, I know we only got one, one album from, um, the queen, but I just, I love her. I still love what she represents, you know, even, even with her legacy, she put that one album out, Miseducation, and it was a real beautiful thing for me to see that schools are starting to teach that, teach her album, like mm -hmm. as a, a course in hip hop. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like that's, that's the, that's the type of impact I, I would like to make, you know what I'm saying? Right, in this world, yeah. like, and, and really help to be trying to change the narrative, like from the bottom, you know what I mean? And um, mm -hmm. who else? Michael Jackson, of course, Janet, I love Prince, but I also, I'm really like, oh, Biggie, Biggie down. I love Biggie, <laughs> just, just because he just was, he had all the things, you know what I mean? Like if you look at him as an MC, he was flows, melodies, bars, just all of yep. it, you know, storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and um and pop too you know of course but yeah i think i mean that's that's most of them so and pepper because they just and tlc and Aaliyah, ooh child bye i keep going <laughs> <laughs> everyone yeah. you're saying i'm like yep yep mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man that's so funny but yes, yes. Music has such a, a huge impact. Um, and, and, you know, finally, what's next with Sharia? Uh, do you have any new projects that you want to share? 
I do. Um, I actually just just dropped a new video. It's called Nunu. And it's called Nunu. And it really is about um, just me writing about the new me, the new, uh, my new perspective, my new energy, everything new. You know, I got new goals. I got new woes, you know. And yeah. so I, um, I put together that because it's how I felt. And I do feel like I'm reaching, you know, I have to overcome. I've gone through a lot in my life, but I've overcome a lot. And I'm still standing here, you know what I'm saying, down to my right. health and my mortality. And, you know, also facing, when you come face to face with your mortality, honey, it's not nothing else that could shake you up, like real talk, like, because yes. mm-hmm. what else? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm just in this new um, new perspective on living. And so I did a video about it and I dropped that record. Um, the video I did direct, I, do, I, I write most of the treatments and direct most of my videos anyway, but this one was like special to me. Um, and then I'm also working right now on some other stuff for TV. I can't announce the name of the show yet, but it's going to be coming out in 2021. And nice. I'm so excited about it just to be, you know, I'm ready to be back on television too. And this has a really amazing premise, a dope cast. And so oh, I'm excited about that. And then hopefully when it come back, when it finally come out, we can chop it up again, ladies. And yes. then I can- <laughs> we got to be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so right now, I'm actually in LA right now, yesterday, because I got casted for a, um, a musical rendition of the movie Sister Act 2. Oh, yes. Was, yeah. um, was Lauren Hill in that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you already know, I was like, ooh, I'm manifesting, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually just wrapped it yesterday. I'm in LA now, wow. and we wrapped it yesterday. We had an amazing shoot. Um, so I'm really excited for the world to see that, too. Oh my gosh, I'm actually really so excited, excited about that. I love that mm-hmm. movie. I'm excited. That's one of my favorite movies. Like, you know. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats on everything that you have going on. Um, thank you. you. Know, thank you again for coming on. This has been a lovely conversation. And um, yeah, I mean, when we hopefully we get to connect again and you know yes. hear all your new projects, but we love everything that's going on with you and especially you know ben, uh, Benji Entertainment. So yes. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so we just want to thank Shreya so much for coming on the show today. Um, We hope you ladies enjoyed today's episode. As usual, please do not forget to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Um, Stay in tune with us. Stay in touch with us. You know, we drop episodes every other Tuesday. So, Tap in, ladies, and we can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Bye.